Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. A couple of years ago, a mentor of mine gave me a book of poetry by Anne Weems titled Kneeling in Jerusalem. And I want to begin my reflection this good and terrible evening with a few lines from her poem, Fair is Fair. We still don't like the way it was done, the whole idea of a sacrificial lamb. It's not to our liking. What's fair is fair, and there was no justice here. The innocent one, the righteous, the holy one, put to death. These words provoke our discomfort with the events of today, the beating, the tormenting, the questioning, the dragging, the lifting, the nailing, the dying. All are horrible on their, on their own, but together they are difficult to even comprehend. Weems' phrase, we still don't like, is such an understatement. The fate of Christ in the hands of humanity is nothing short of shameful and contemptible. And so the contemplation of these gory acts leads me to one of the most basic questions in Christianity. Why did Jesus have to die? An obvious question on this Good Friday, but a simple, but and a simple one. Yet volumes upon volumes have been written over the centuries on this very question, and they have not even scratched the surface. And I am certainly not before you this evening about to offer some new or revelatory insight. I'm sorry to disappoint. But I would like to sit a spell, as my grandmother would say, with the cross and Question why, for it feels appropriate on this day of all days. Why did Jesus have to die? And perhaps the most familiar answer, and the one that has marinated in our popular culture with intriguing results, is that Jesus died as a sacrifice for our sins. Jesus died to atone for our sins and to satisfy the God so that God would forgive our sins. And this approach to the crucifixion makes logical sense. Humanity is sinful and we will always be sinful and due to those sins we cannot coexist with a holy God. And so, like two magnets of different polarity, our sinfulness and God's holiness might repel each other. And so some kind of payment, some kind of ransom is due to bridge the gap between God and humanity. This is the satisfaction theory, as some call it. And it makes very logical, very mathematical, very human sense. And on this Good Friday, 
I know I am craving sense. So that question is answered. And that only took two pages. And I use a really big font. But maybe, maybe it's not that easy. Maybe we should go a little deeper. I must confess to you this evening that I'm a little troubled by that satisfaction theory. Not that God can't be wrathful or judgmental. Read your Old Testament. And not that God does not ask much of us. That is our calling as followers of Christ. But I believe that our God is not that formulaic. If so, would Jesus have told all those wonderful parables about the parables about the prodigal son? He certainly didn't deserve that big banquet after squandering his father's fortune. Or the laborers in the vineyard, those who began to work for only an hour, certainly did not deserve the same wage as those who had worked all day. Or would Jesus have healed Jairus' daughter? Or received the second criminal into paradise? Or forgiven Peter after denying him three times? For none of these deserved what they received. And these parables, these stories of Jesus' ministry are certainly not fair, as our poet would have put it. And so I must believe that the cross is not just some holy ATM, insert Christ, receive salvation. Instead, the cross must be something much, much more. For God sends his son to die on the cross, not out of fairness or satisfaction, but out of love. God desires more than anything in the entire universe for the creation to live in unity and justice. And that utopia can only be born of love. And so Jesus Jesus who spoke truth against power. Jesus who spoke, who spoke against those who thwarted unity. Jesus spoke out of love towards those who wanted no part of it. I want to pause for a second and talk about those whom Jesus spoke against. Because in our gospel reading this evening, we see Jesus sparring with a group that is quite often labeled as the Jews. And when we hear Jew in John's gospel, please do not hear all people that happened to be Jewish. Because that would be painting with a dangerously broad brush. In fact, that brush is so broad that for centuries, this evening, upon hearing this gospel, was one of the greatest instances of anti-Semitic violence. 
And so when John writes of the Jews, he is not speaking about all the daughters and sons of Abraham, but quite specifically about the religious leaders and temple's authority at the time of Jesus, Caiaphas, the high priest that year, and his merry band of knuckleheads. That particular small group tempted to marry their religious power with the political power of Pilate for their own personal gain. In other words, they wanted to take the place of God. And isn't that the ultimate sin? And when Jesus spoke out about that sin, he was killed on a cross. Segway over. But returning again to our question, did Jesus did not die to satisfy some accountant God, but instead out of love? Jesus died out of love for those who had no voice, but we rejected him. Jesus died because he was broad-minded enough to imagine a world where everyone had a place at the table, and we rejected him. Jesus died because he hoped for a universe where all of God's creation was in communion with God, and we rejected him. The purity of Jesus' passion collided with the magnitude of our self-centeredness, and Jesus died on the cross and his blood is spilt on all of our hands. Why did Jesus have to die? The answer isn't that simple. And the answer is much more than we could talk about this day or every day until the very last day. But I don't think that it was mere Fairness, that it was a mere transaction. For the root of God is love. And that love has proved time and time again that it's not fair. It is unconditional. And it is spilled out for all of us. So as we contemplate the cross once again this night, Maybe we can recommit ourselves to that vision of Christ, that vision of a world where all are loved. And instead of rejecting that with death, we accept it and celebrate it and walk with Jesus towards his resurrection. Amen.